Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hi, race fans. I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. The season's winding down, and we are winding up with some of the best lineup that you could expect on Southern Race Week. As always, we cover anything that has four wheels and goes fast. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, sitting high atop his pit box is the producer to the stars, none other than Alfred. What's going on? What's going on, man? Thanks, WB. Glad to be with you here this week. We've got a dynamic show lineup this week. Alpha, Alpha, who do you have? Who do you have? Well, William, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be speaking with Natalie Decker and get caught up with what's going on with her this year and her plans for next season. And then you have the opportunity to speak with Ron Caps as he celebrated his second year winning the Funny Car Championship in the NHRA. And then also I'll be talking with Jacqueline Drake. She's going to be racing during Thanksgiving weekend for the first time in 10 years. But right now they kick things off for us this week. On Southern Race Week Radio, one of the many turn announcers for the Motor Racing Network. And you can also hear them weekday mornings on the morning drive on Sirius XM Channel 90, NASCAR Channel. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Bagley! Uh, Mr. Hey, Beck, ruptured something there. <laughs> Top of the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is you're listening. Welcome in, my friends, and Alfie, thanks for having me. Uh, Mr. Beck, we always appreciate when you take the time to uh, join us here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Definitely a great friend of the show, and we always appreciate your insight and inlook into the uh, NASCAR season. We are, which of course, we're just uh, wrapping up. You were there for the uh, championship week at uh, Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, where. Uh, a lot was going on. We crowned champions in trucks, Xfinity, and the and the Cup Series. Before we talk about off-season moves and what's going on, uh, what were your thoughts on championship weekend at Phoenix, sir? Well, I thought that we had a lot of everything. We had four four series that ended their season, Arkham and Art Series West. You had trucks, you had Xfinity, and the Cup Series. I think that all of us going into the Cup weekend, it was a foregone conclusion that Kyle Larson was going to win that race and win the title. He eventually did, but he had challenge, um, challenges, I should say. Uh, Xfinity Series championship run, what a run to the checkered flag that was <laughs> with uh, Daniel Hemrick getting the title. Then, of course, we had trucks and Arkham. I mean, it was a great weekend in Phoenix, and to me, that, that city, that racetrack has built up some equity as far as championship weekend is concerned. And right now, if we can't be at Homestead, Homestead's my favorite, to me, Phoenix is a solid choice, and it did not disappoint this last time through a couple of weeks ago. Sold-out crowd, saw some exciting racing for sure, uh, uh, Mr. Bagley. I, I am also agreeing with you. I think Phoenix has really stepped up as as a great track for a championship week. We saw some uh, great racing there uh, over that weekend, so definitely for sure. Speaking with Mike Bagley here of the Motor Racing Network and also Sirius XM Channel 90 NASCAR. You can listen to him every morning on the morning drive. And uh, you know what? It's unfortunate. You know, Ryan Newman has been one of my favorite drivers the last few years. He's He's been a great driver. Matt DiBenedetto has also been another fan favorite over the last uh, few years. And these are one of the few drivers who uh, unfortunately don't have a ride for next year. Uh, very few openings are available in the Cup Series right now. Um, 
I mean, I, it's just hard to believe that Ryan Newman won't be a part of the season next year. Do you see them doing anything in, in maybe Xfinity or the trucks? Or do you think there might be just a year or so before maybe something opens up where we can get them back into a car? Well, I don't know if this is the end of the road for Ryan Newman or not. Uh, we have not heard anything about as far as what his future holds. Um, there was a late opening ride after Phoenix Front Row Motorsports announced that Anthony Alfredo will not be back in the 38 car. So there's an opening there. Now, Front Row Motorsports in the past has not been moved to move quickly. So whether they're dotting I's, crossing T's, sponsorship, you know, that's one of those rides where, you know, we hear that you don't bring a lot of money, if any money at all. But there is a personal relationship that Michael McDowell has with Matt DiBenedetto. Perhaps maybe could Michael put a good word into the folks in the front row for Matt, but then what happens to Ryan? What happens to Anthony Alfredo? You've got about, and Ryan Priest is also in that mix as well. So really the only thing I've heard anything about is DiBenedetto in the, well, you know, it could happen category, but nothing concrete. Matter of fact, far from concrete as far as the future of all four of those drivers is concerned. Well, it should be a very interesting offseason, uh, Mike. And then another, you kind of mentioned a little bit ago, Roush Fenway Racing uh, earlier this week made the announcement they're changing their name. They're now becoming RFK Racing as Brad Keselowski as uh, coming in as a driver owner. And how do you think that team will fare out beginning next season as they're all banding together, especially with Keselowski uh, coming in to be a driver for that team? Well, just from a 20,000-foot view, obviously, Roush Fenway needs help. It was not and has not been the Roush Fenway of old when they used to rule the roost every weekend, winning races, consistent presence in the top top ten. So with Brad coming in, fresh fresh way of thinking, and it seems like that Steve Newmark, who's the president of RFK, and also Jack Roush himself, are open to doing different things, open to different lines and, and, and trains of thought. So, you know, Brad, Brad Jones coming out of Phoenix, you know, we're going to paint the walls, paint the floor. But I, I think there's more to it than that, where you basically hit the reset button, start scratch, start from scratch. And at the same time, you're also starting scratch with the new race car. So perhaps maybe the competition department at Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing will get a little uh, infusement of some, some fresh thought, fresh thinking. I'm not looking for them to to set the world on fire. If they do, it'd be a great storyline. But I think that just by Brad coming in, bringing in some maybe Penske thoughts, some, some other thought as well, that could be exactly what the doctor ordered over there at Concord for them. And then also uh, Kurt Busch now joining a 2311 racing as well, uh, a championship driver with some experience coming in that organization. Uh, how do you think he'll fare as far as coming in and helping out uh, that organization, especially with uh, Bubba Wallace there as well? And they announced a whole new competition setup. Uh, you've got Billy Scott and Kurt Busch on the one driver crew chief pairing. Booty Barker, Bubba Wallace. The Killer Bees are assembled now for the 23. But Dave Rogers and other people from Joe Gibbs Racing have come over to be a part of that. So they announced those personnel changes this week. So as we inch further away from the end of the season and it's closer to the beginning of a new one, which it's right around the corner, a lot of people dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and getting their personnel affairs in order for the off-season testing that we've got going on, but also a season that's going to begin here, what, within about a month and a half or so, 
So it won't be too much longer before we're going at it at, in Los Angeles with the Clash at the Coliseum, and then two weeks later at the Daytona 500 to kick off the 22 season. Mike Bagley, uh, Pete Bastoni, they'll have all the uh, information and news for you every morning on your ride into work. Uh, Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 from 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, they'll have all of that for you as well. And, uh, Mr. Bagley, if our listeners want to follow you on social media and maybe also keep up with news and info, uh, where can they go to follow that as, uh, that information, sir? At the Mike Bagley, B-A-G-L-E-Y. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So, well, Mr. Bagley, thank you so much for joining us uh, yet again for another year of Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Well, it's always a pleasure. We appreciate you and what you all do and your, your role in the NASCAR landscape and it's always a pleasure to be a part of the show. Call me anytime, my friend, if I don't talk to you. Hope you and your listeners have a safe holiday season. Hey, this is Briar Bauman, professional motorcycle racer for Indian Motorcycle, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud, but we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as we go in live. Let's welcome in one of our favorite guests, a friend of the show, race car driver, team owner, and overall just a great girlfriend. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Natalie Decker! Ms. Decker, thank you so much for taking time to join us yet again, and welcome back to Southern Race Week Radio. Glad to have you back as a, a friend of the show. We really appreciate all the times you come on and visit with us. Thank you so much for having me, and everything's going so great. It's the end of the season, so it's a little bit sad, but happy. You know, I'm feeling all of the emotions, but we're ready to get back to work and find some sponsorships and put together a good schedule for next year. And I got to tell you, you have a very impressive, uh, this last year has been just overwhelming for you. You've done so many different races. You've won some races. In fact, just a few weeks ago at Coda, you got yourself a, a, a checkered flag victory. So before we go into all of the things that have been going on this year, how was that for you to get that win at Coda? That was an impressive win for you at a track that's a really crazy uh, road course track to race. It truly was so difficult, to be honest. The race was long it was tiring i had to drive my butt off to be able to win that race and just the support i had from derek my boyfriend from the team owner tony avi and his wife julie my parents were there the sponsors flew in and i had a great driver coach that really pushed me so hard the whole race he never gave up on the radio and he just he pushed me way past my comfort zone and it was very uncomfortable but very worth it because it was so wonderful when when we won that race it just felt so good and it was so exciting to be able to do it at a track like coda and you've raced in so many different variations of cars vehicles throughout the year for you what is what was the most difficult change as far as driving a vehicle for you definitely that audi r8 that i do road racing in is probably one of the most can it's just confusing because as a race car driver and growing up racing you know you don't have traction control you don't have assistant braking you don't have all these features you physically as a driver do that yourself you know your traction control is your foot 
and your ABS is how you modulate your brake pressure so you don't lock them up yourselves. And to have all of those abilities in the car can be confusing because you don't you don't realize how much you can lean on the car and use them to really help you have a fast lap and have a good race. And just to get used to that was really difficult, especially at Coda. We were going over all my practice data and my crew chief was like, you can really utilize the stability settings more and you can really utilize the ABS more. Like we need to see it being used more because you're going to have a lot of faster lap times. And to see that it was just, it was hard and it was hard to trust the car that it was going to do that. Cause I'm just not used to it. But with saying all of that, the Audi R8 is definitely my most favorite race car. I wish I had it in a street car because it is just so much fun. It's a sexy car. It's a fast car. It's, I feel like it's a little bit on the girly side and it's really fun to drive once you get used to all of those settings. You know, we were talking just before we went on about the first time I interviewed you, which was about a couple of years ago, and to see how much you've accomplished in such a short amount of time. And also now you've added team owner. You've now decided to start your own race team. So what made you decide, I'm going to start my own race team up? A lot went into wanting to start my own race team up, but the initial thought that I had was Derek has sacrificed so much of his life and his dreams of racing every weekend with his family to come to North Carolina with me and help me make my dreams come true in racing. So he really gave up so much for me and I wanted him to be back in the car. And a way for me to do that was to start up a team, hire Travis and Jess to come in and help out and find the funding and go racing. And the perfect opportunity was Oktoberfest. That was a track that Derek and I both grew up racing at. It was something we always looked forward to going at the end of the race season. And I had all the equipment. I had a super late. I had the toolbox. I had the trailer. We did not have the dually. We had to rent that very expensive, but we had most of everything we needed to go to the track. So it's just a matter of fact of getting the funding, finding the right sponsors and getting the right people together, which we did. And it was so much fun. And I hope we can do a lot more of it next year. And speaking with Natalie Decker here on Southern Race Week Radio, and we are joined now. He has uh, popped in here, Derek Lemke, who is the uh, the driver for uh, Natalie Decker. Uh, was there a lot of uh, negotiation to uh, make this uh, deal happen, Derek? Uh, how difficult was it for you to get the ride with Natalie Decker racing? Fortunately, it wasn't too difficult. <laughs> I it found was, all the sponsorship. She actually just came to me one day and was like, hey, if you want to race Oktoberfest, like, we have everything set up minus a few details here and there surprise uh, but <laughs> she was like the car's ready to go we we can go pick it up get it in the trailer and drive up to wisconsin and we can go racing well let me ask you derek you just heard what she said that you've you know sacrificed a lot of your racing drive time to encourage her and and, and help her along her accomplishing her dreams of pursuing a career in racing, which she's done extremely well. But for her to give you this opportunity to kind of fulfill your dream again of getting back behind the wheel and racing for you, what after hearing what she said about it, what are your feelings on, on driving for her? Yeah, well, first off, super grateful that Natalie was able to do this and we did this together. But 
I, I wouldn't change anything in the past. I wouldn't change moving down to North Carolina. I feel like this was a great opportunity, one for her to get into the sport, but also I, I went outside my comfort zone and have learned a lot on the business aspect of things. And it's just been really cool to learn. Um, on another note, I think this is awesome for us. It, I think more or less, it wasn't for me to fulfill any dreams or anything like that, but more um, we have the toolbox now down in North Carolina here. Uh, we have the car, we have the trailer, we have everything we need minus the truck. We're still working on that. Um, but we have everything we need and we can go to the racetrack and have fun minus a few helping hands. I know uh, Travis and Jess are, are all in to help us whenever we're able to go racing pending Natalie's schedule. But this is just an opportunity for us to go out to the racetrack and go short track racing like we grew up and fell in love with. Now, Derek, let me ask you a question here. You can answer it if you want or plead the fifth on this one. Is Natalie more difficult to handle as a girlfriend or as an owner? I Girlfriend. Girlfriend. She's not difficult at all. Actually, it was really fun to go into this with my girlfriend being my team owner, boss, whatever. She is my boss. Whatever We're a team. You want to call We're a team. We're a team. It's been a lot of fun and she wasn't bossy. She did give me a little crap because we weren't fastest on lap one of the first I practice session, but she didn't actually. It was a lot of fun going to the track as us as a couple team owner for Natalie. We had our closest friends at the track with us. Uh, our family, our families were there. there. It was just all in all, it was a good throwback experience to what I grew up with. And I would know Natalie grew up with as well. And it was just fun to go out and do. And now we have access to do that kind of whenever we want pending her schedule. Before we let you go here, I know you got, as you mentioned, big plans coming up for next year as your season's winding down. You get some time to relax and wind a little bit. But I'm, I'm sure for you, it's tomorrow you're back in the office working and, and getting things together. So do you have kind of a outline of what you're doing for next year or anything you can let maybe your fans out there listening to the podcast and the radio show uh, know that you have coming up that's definitely hey, I am this is what I'm going to be doing we don't have anything set in stone yet um we don't have any any new sponsors or talked with any teams yet but I can tell you what my goals are and my goals are to race around a half a season in the NASCAR series if we can do Xfinity that would be great if it's trucks that would be wonderful it doesn't matter what it is I just want to be in the car and I want to be doing you know at least 15 races and then also I love the road racing stuff. I love Tony Avi's team. They are great people. Tony is like another father to me. And Julie, his wife is just so amazing. I love working with them. So I definitely want to keep the, that on my schedule and do some Trans Am stuff. I love that Audi car. Like I said earlier, it's just so much fun to drive. It's so much fun to be a part of that atmosphere. The Trans Am series is truly one of the best series I ever got to race for. And I hope I can do more of that next year. Now, if our listeners want to follow you, keep up with the progress, see what's going to be going on for next year, where can they go online to follow you on social media? And also you have a website as well. I'm on all platforms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. I live stream on there. Derek does it all too. He's all on there, but the easiest way to find me on social media is to go to my website, nataliedeckerinc.com. And you can find all my social links there. We sell merchandise. 
And there's a bunch of different articles and stories and photos you can find on there. So definitely check out the website and that's nataliedeckerinc.com. Well, Natalie Decker, Derek Lemke, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us this week here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you and everything that goes on in uh, 2022. And hopefully one of those races, whether it's trucks or Xfinity, will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway because we definitely would love to see you at uh, AMS in uh, 2022. So that's our home track. So hopefully we'll see you uh, racing uh, sometime soon at uh, AMS. I hope so. Thank you so much for having us on. This is Leah Pruitt, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. As always, we like to bring in the celebrities, the champs, the people who know how to make it happen on the track and off and are genuine in their talent, their skills, and they can do it all while driving that's several, several hundred miles an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome that two-time NHRA funny car champion, Mr. Ron Cabs. Ron, welcome back to the show, sir. <laughs> hey, man, that's a great introduction. I'll take that any day. Hey, you know, give me a boom box and I'll be out. Every time you walk out onto the to the track or to the field, I'll, I'll be there for you, man. I'll just, just tell <laughs> right. Listen, Ron, uh, tell you what, man. I, I have never seen a more nail-biting day than I saw when you were standing at the start-finish line waiting on a teammate to decide. I, I mean, I have ne- I bet you have never cheered for tequila as much as you had that day. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I just, I, I just. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you know, obviously that that team of uh, Hagen, you know, it's a tough team, and we were lucky enough to get a few wins during the countdown against them. And yeah. uh, you know, it's always a championship battle anytime you run them, whether it's second round, a quarterfinals, or a final round somewhere. And you know, we worked real hard on on gaining those little extra small qualifying points going into Pomona, and. Yeah. That helped us keep that over that threshold of, of making it one more round. They had to go past us. So mm-hmm. it's great that we didn't have to sit around till the final round and see if he was going to win and take it from us. I mean, uh, Del Worsham and that whole team, they've been running so good, but you just don't know. So I had to stand back there between them mm-hmm. and watch them from the starting line and just, you know, you don't want to wish bad on anybody, but at the same right. time, it's a world championship you're waiting on. So, yeah, super happy Alexis and Dell and Nikki and all those guys got to uh, finish it off for us. How gracious has it been um, for you uh, to to be able to drive for this team for so long? And I mean, because you haven't you haven't really driven for that many teams, and have a great sponsor like Napa to engage with the fans. Well, it's been great. You know, obviously I um, got to drive for Don the Snake Perdome for almost a decade, and then yeah. and then been with Don Schumacher for. Gosh, uh, 17 years. So, yeah, two pretty good team owners in NHRA, I'd say. And, and, you know, just I've been really blessed to be surrounded by great people and great crew chiefs through my career. And uh, more than that, Napa Auto Parts, I mean, it's hard that anybody will tell you in the racing world, I don't care what it is, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, to get a major sponsor like Napa Auto Parts is pretty hard. I mean, I mean, that's a dream sponsor, right? Uh, yeah. But to, hang, but to hang on and be a representative for them for this long, uh, has been fantastic and you know this was great winning a second world championship for myself personally it was first for uh guido my team mate who won several as as a uh a crew member of john forces but as guido's first as a crew chief and wow. uh getting getting put together with them this year in january last minute like 11th hour when my my old crew chief retired um it just we hit the ground running we matched so quick 
that was so awesome. So, you know, the future is real bright right now, and uh, I'm really super excited to kind of let the news out next month on what, what I'm doing in the future and, and let all our fans know. But, man, it's just what a way to end this great run and add another championship banner to uh, to the shop there at DSR. It's pretty darn cool. Well, I tell you, you know, with going into uh, each race season, I mean, you know, and again, if if y'all just join us here, we got Ron Caps. He has won uh, his uh, second NHRA uh, Camping World uh, Series Funny Car Champion, uh, and this is uh, this is a great opportunity for for folks that have never been to an NHRA event to uh, to to know and go because uh, you know Ron with 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 everything that y'all have to do is not just you know gentlemen start your engines one time. It's, 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 you know, round after round after round. How do you keep that mental focus? Because again, the race fans are right there in between each round, you know, wanting to talk to you, wanting to look. And I know you've got a sponsor obligations. You're doing meet and greets with military and this and that. How do you keep focused on, 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 and being ready each, every time another round comes up? Uh, Great question. And our sport, that's what really makes our sport so different is, you know, You've got to get up for each round, and then you've got to learn to contain it in between rounds. But the best part is, and, you know, I grew up on the sport of drag racing, the fan friendliness it has. Every ticket's a pit pass. Um, You literally go right in and watch these teams from just a couple feet away, and you get to smooth and get autographs and pictures with all these superstars. We know with John Force and Tony Schumacher and all all these these teams. and that's always been real cool about what our sport is. And uh, this year, especially with Fox Sports and FS1, um, really elevating, you know, our television coverage has been huge. But for me, it's just, I don't know if it's ADD that I have a little bit or what it is that sort of helps that. I just, I, I it helps me to stay busy and it helps me to sort of... Uh, hang out with the fans in between well i saw uh as i was watching it on tv uh i i tell you uh, i can't remember the guy's name that was interviewing you right after the 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 lexus bruno bruno, bruno, Mastel, bruno. Who also drives yeah. yeah and he was tearing up he was driving me crazy i was trying not to lose it and he was he yeah. was getting worse than i was i was like i'm like goodness gracious man hold it together so that the, so, so that ron can hold it together i felt like i was watching jerry Maguire there toward the end you know i was like you're not gonna make yeah. me cry man you're not gonna make me cry but you know you said something in that interview that you know um that it's not just about your fans it's about all the fans of all the different teams uh that makes nhra what it is but you 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 know when you said um you know talked about how a family commitment not only for you and your wife and and children but it's also for those team members of yours too yeah it's it it really is and you know the championship we won in 2016 was you know it was great it it was finally you know for me i've been so close so many times prior to that and losing it you know, that very last day, several of those championships, it's gut-wrenching. So the finally win in 2016 was great, but this year really felt more like it was, you know, this is a championship for all those people in Napa Auto Parts and all our sponsors, people that, and, and all of our friends and family that cheered every Sunday, uh, whether we win or not. And, uh, you know, you and I, everybody has great, you know, those football teams and baseball teams and professional sports teams that, that are your favorites and when they don't do well it can certainly ruin your day or put you in a bad mood so i understand how our fans are Mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that our fans and our families go through probably more emotions than we do believe it or not it uh so it meant a lot to to get that win and 
sort of validate um, how good our team is. Ron, listen, uh, if somebody wants to find you, follow you, or learn more about you so they can keep up with your journey. Well, all the social media, which I, I do most of it myself and like to have fun with it, but it's my name, Ron Caps. I think on Facebook, the fan page, and Ron Caps 28, I believe, on Instagram and Twitter. I say I believe because I'm not sure if the 28 is after all of them or not. But anyway, you can type my name in and, and find me anywhere. And I'm pretty active on it and having fun with our fans. So, um, yeah, look forward to seeing everybody. You have a great one, man. Thank you for being on the show, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Always appreciate it. Hey, everybody. This is Roger Cruz from Red Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. we got another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Hotline. Normally, we'd be talking to her about what's going on in the car series, but this week, we're talking about her getting back behind the wheel and driving for the first time in almost 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Jacqueline Drake! Yeah! Miss Drake, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're doing well, my friend. I am, as always. Love joining you and being a part of this and talking about racing is a big deal to me. <laughs> yes, and normally we'd be talking about other people racing when we usually have conversations on this radio show, but this week's a little bit different because now we're focusing on your opportunity to get back behind the wheel because you're going to be racing coming up November 27th and 28th. And I know this has been something that uh, has been kind of postponed a few times due to an accident you had, a tire shortage that went on for a while. But uh, now it seems that now all the stars have aligned and all the planets have gathered in orbit in the right sequence to allow you now the opportunity to erase Thanksgiving weekend. So now that you kind of had some time to kind of sit and think about this, since this was supposed to happen way earlier this year, does it make you any more anxious, more nervous now that the event is now definitely going to be coming up and there's not going to be anything that's going to stop this from happening? I have that feeling in my heart that everything is going to go as according to plan. How are you feeling as we get closer and closer to the race date? Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I feel very anxious. Um, there's a lot of things that have obviously, like you'd mentioned it, delayed this. I was hoping, you know, we would have raced in July. And I was hoping by now maybe we'd be doing a second race. But it's been quite the journey and uh, storybook, if I do say so myself, <laughs> on, how, on how this has been unraveling. Um, but, yeah, so headed to Southern National Thanksgiving weekend. It is going to be um, not without adventure, though, because, of course, this whole journey would have to have some type of problems. So, of course, it's a, it's a holiday weekend, and it's a family tradition that I fly to Texas um, during Thanksgiving and spend it with my family. Um, and so I will be there in Texas on Thursday, and I'm taking a 5 a.m. flight on Friday, to back here to Charlotte and then driving three and a half hours to get to Southern National. And we have practice on Friday morning. There's like three or four rounds of practice. So I'm going to miss probably all the practice. And then we have like a scrub tires session and then a dash for cash on Friday evening. Um, so it's going to be a long day that we're going to start off the race weekend. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying all I, all I can do to just make it all work and make, make everyone happy. And, uh, you know, it unfortunately falls on a holiday weekend, but I'm just happy that everything has aligned 
so far. <laughs> now, as you get closer, you mentioned you haven't been behind the wheel of a car in 10 years, I believe is what you told me. Are you having mm-hmm. flashbacks of back when you were a kid racing and, and the excitement and the, and, and, the, and, and the anticipation of the speed of getting in that car and going around? I mean, you've, it's been a long time since you've been in a car. Yes, it has. So the first time back behind the wheel of a car was in, um, I guess it was, shoot, June this year because I went and practiced at Orange County. And that was my first time back since I was 19. So it's been 10 years. And um, it went really well. The test went great. And as soon as I got in the car, I was on lap three. And I just, you know, kind of warm up the tires, just feeling it out. And my uh, crew chief and car owner, Craig Moore, he's like, all right, just take it easy, get a feel for it. And I came out of uh, turn two and just, you know, hammered down on the gas, sailed it off into three and four, came down the front straight. He's like, or we can do that. That's fine, too. <laughs> it's going to be uh, interesting. But I, I got the feel for it really quick, and I feel confident in the team and the car. They they actually built a whole brand-new car for this event. Uh, so I'm hoping it all it all turns out well, and we have – we have fun, right? That's why we do this, right? We, for fun. <laughs> uh, speaking with Jacqueline Drake here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, she gets set to go racing for the first time in 10 years, Thanksgiving weekend. I wanted to give you an opportunity to thank those or sponsors or anybody who's in helping you out into um, getting back into racing. Yeah, so first and foremost, I need to thank uh, my family for always supporting me and, um, you know, making me feel like I can do anything I set my mind to and they've, they have always pushed me to be better so uh, without them I you know wouldn't be able to even go out and do cool stuff like this and uh, get people involved and then of course uh, my primary sponsor Solid Rock Carriers for coming on board and partnering with myself Craig Moore Racing and all the guys that are working hard behind the scenes just to make sure everything is going to go perfectly uh, whenever I'm, I'm ready and of course uh, SRI Performance and uh, I'd also like my, my friend uh, Patrick for coming on as a secondary sponsor as well. So um, there's so many people behind the scenes that have supported me throughout the years um, and have always wanted me to go and do something like this. So hopefully it's not just one time back at the track. Hopefully we have more next year, which uh, it was what I would love to do and hopefully is the plan. Um, but looking forward to this this race and going out to Southern National and hopefully doing well. And that goes into my next question. So this is not a one-and-done situation. You are hopefully and anticipating being able to do more races in 2022. Yeah, I would love to do that. There's a few things that I've been thinking about, um, you know, for sponsors. And obviously I have a com- my full-time job, you know, working in marketing and doing on camera, you know, how I can partner with other businesses to get them what they need to be a part of it. Um, I'd love to do a few other tracks. There's a few other tracks, especially in this, you know, Virginia area that would be cool to go visit and be a part of. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I am a racer. I was born a racer, <laughs> raced at the track. And, um, you know, for me, being a part of short track racing and advocating for it within my career is one piece and being a part of it uh, on the level of a racer is in many ways, as you, you know, addicting. Mm-hmm. And I miss being a part of that. Um, I love what I do with my career, but if I can do a few races here or there, I have a lot of fun with that. And all the folks uh, back in the corporate headquarters with my job, they're so supportive of it. They're all asking me when I'm going to go, how they can watch and be a part of it. 
Um, so that's really cool to see. And um, I think it, at the end of the day, it always brings everyone together. And you mentioned being able to watch this for those of our listeners who want to uh, support you, but not by, but cannot make it out to the event. Uh, you said that they're streaming the race. So where can they go to be able to watch you compete uh, next weekend? Yeah, so Speed 51 is going to be a part of the streaming platform for the weekend. It's, uh, it's It will be called the Thanksgiving Classic. So if you go to speed51.com, you'll be able to see the streaming on there. I'm not sure exactly the cost and all that, uh, but they're going to be a part of um, streaming the three-day show. So things will start on Friday. Again, there'll be like a dash for cash uh, for us on Friday and some other support divisions. And then Saturday um, will be qualifying, and then Sunday will be the big show. Now, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media and follow along with you as you, uh, I'm sure, are going to be posting uh, things coming up as we get set for the race, where can they go to follow you on social media? Yes, yeah, so you can um, follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I also have a Facebook, Jacqueline Drake, or the one and only JKD. Uh, Instagram, I do a lot of behind the scenes, especially on my stories. I share a lot of laughs on there. <laughs> uh, so, Join me, be part of the journey, and talk some racing. I'm always up for it. Well, Miss Drake, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you uh, Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to be cheering for you, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, sometime down the road soon. So appreciate you taking the time and joining us. Thank you so much, as always. Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans, we're wrapping up this week's edition of Southern Race Week, and we want to thank you all for taking time to tune in. 2021 has been a fantastic season, seen some dynamic racing in the NHRA, in the NASCAR, in the Cup Series, in the in the Xfinity Series, you name it. It's been great, and I am William Barber and glad that we have a chance to help you get through it of course uh alfie i gotta thank you for a great season i'm gonna be out next week for the final show but hey you alfie have done a great job for this year and i want to present you with a trophy for outstanding producer of the lifetime for southern race week and for all radio and before the podcast word was even known you were doing it you have won the trophy and congratulations, sir. Thank you, William. I'm going to proudly present it over my mantle in my home. Alpha, you've done a great job this year, brother. Appreciate everything you do and appreciate everything uh, and all the contacts that you have. Ron Caps was a great guest today. He remembers us from the, from the last time he was on the show. And uh, like all the guests, man, they're ready to sign us all up to be their introducer as they walk out onto the stage every time or they walk into the media center i don't know what the deal is but they love it whenever they come on the show and they never forget it and i want to thank you for that yeah well thanks to our special guest this week mike bagley as you mentioned ron caps joining us natalie decker and jacqueline drake so we appreciate all those fine guests taking the time uh to join us this week on southern race week radio as you mentioned next week you won't be on the program you're starting off a little early but next week will be our final brand new episode of southern race week radio before we take some time off but we're going to have a special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio next week where we're going to be talking to some of the best drivers we've talked to all year long on the short track world to break down their years and preview what's coming up for them in 2022, William. So it should be an excellent show next week here on Southern Race Week Radio.